What up, y'all? It's your boy Asin here. This is the Soundflake Podcast. You know, we out here big chilling. Um, shout out to Productive Culture for having us. Drums or flats? <laughs> oh, the wings. Got you. The wing tight. I got you. Um, flats, actually. Flats all the way. Flats all the way. <laughs> Not the disrespectful flats where you have like, it's still like in the corners and whatnot. You still got to eat all that. Anyways, to my right hand side, we got two of my co hosts with me holding it down. Yeah. First uh-huh. one, what is your name? Uh-huh. It's your boy, Norik. That's cool. You already know the deal. And I'm uh, Skywalker Mike. My boy. Ayo. My guy. Low, yeah. Lo-fi hip-hop Mike. And this is episode 14 of the Soundflake It is episode 14. Podcast. Episode 13 without us, episode 12. And me and Mike are so sure. Yo, so... Uh, I Got us back. On, on the track. last episode, after we finished, I realized something that we missed. What? That I was, I was like, damn, I can't believe we missed this. What happened? We did not mention Keanu Reeves. We no! <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly, like... Yeah, we gotta do an edit. <laughs> it's already name. out, but we gotta Just do an edit. We're doing, we're updating live, like how Kanye uh, West does his album. Oh yeah, so we're yeah, gonna yeah. do that. We're gonna do that with the pods. Add more go information. You know what's funny back. though? Keanu In my head, I actually thought of Keanu Reeves at one point that uh, last episode. And I, well, there was no one to bring him up. Was he? Was it he doesn't in the matter. crowd? You just bring him. Up. You know who would be the secret headliner? Instagram vlog. No, Keanu Reeves. That would have been that's oh, fine. It's, it's cool. Too late now. It's all good. It's Keanu. all right. It's all right. And he was there. He was an episode in spirit. You know. Yes. He Low key. Is. He's always here with us. It's we'll, cool. We'll mention him extra this episode, <laughs> but uh, definitely want to shout out Productive Culture uh, for helping put this put this whole um, podcast together. PLP. Make sure and go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast. Um, mention Soundflick. That's us. And, uh, you can get a little discount, you know what I mean? Everybody like that little, you know what I mean? little extra cheddar cheese, you know? You know, you know a little bit extra, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, you know, go ahead and do that because that's all family and teamwork makes the dream work. So, uh, we appreciate you and the listeners and we appreciate everybody who helps make this podcast happen. So, let's dive deep. Real quick, not only that, but um, I heard that one of the services that comes with podcasting is uh, you get a fact checker every episode. That's kind of cool. It's super dope. It's an added on little bonus. You know what I mean? So I'm cool with that. Shout you out to Jam. speak the truth. Shout out to Jam Cam for holding us down, always being our fact checker. And nothing but the truth. Truth. T R O O F. Truth. I like spelling it with a P H. Two F's. Truff? Mm, Two O's. Truth. P H. P H. Truth. Truth. Scientific like that. P H. Get your balance going. All right. Yeah. So we're going to get right into this. Very, this is going to be a special. special Episode. Man, you Sorry. know how special it is I, for me ooh, and Skywalker I, Mike to both stay special? That's yeah. how special it is. You Skywalker's really hyped about this episode. I'm actually really hyped too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm probably also. probably not as hyped as Mike. Interesting. This is our second director, director exclusive oh. podcast. We talking about uh we talking about directors, but specifically one Skywalker, you want to go in his yeah. one he's fairly uh, popular right now. You know, he's been popular for a long time. He's he's, he's that dude. He's doing a lot of popular things, just a lot of cool things outside of the box. Uh his name is JJ Abrams. JJ. Yeah. If you're not familiar, he has done several movies. A lot that you would be like, he did that? Like, I didn't even That's true. I didn't even know he did that. Factual. Upon looking at um at his uh uh, I call it a discography, but that's just because I'm an artist. But his catalog. <laughs> um, 
Under yeah, I was surprised by like a lot of the stuff that that he's done. He's been in the game for a while. He's done a lot of uh, oh, dude knows exactly what he's doing of, of writing, yeah, but directing. Mostly today he's we're going to be focusing. So. Yeah, he's acted. I feel like everybody like when you when you direct, you kind of do a little bit of all of it. You yeah, know, there's there's credits everywhere, but we're definitely going to dive into um, his directing, and so we're going to talk about a few of the movies that he's directed that have impacted us, and some of the movies that he has coming up. That he's directing. I'm sure that you guys can already imagine what that is going to be. But we're going to dive into that because the trailer <laughs> released for that movie. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about it all. Gentlemen, first of all, before we marks. before we dive in, how's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, I got to raise that work, guys. Hey, so did I. Blessings high five. Hey, there it goes. I got a new schedule at work. Hey, hey. Even high five. Even better. So, there yeah. it is. Are you still working early mornings? Well, not like earlier. You get more sleep. I lost it, and then I got it back. Hey, so even better. Dope. Yeah, you're your own daylight savings time. Yeah. Yo, this it's been a couple weeks now, but this I still have not adjusted properly to this. That night, you should have been adjusted. The night of, I was like, yes, I love it because the day the day after I woke up and I was like. I'm not even supposed to be awake right now, but I feel awake. My so body clock is just off. Like I've been waking up like at five in the morning every day. Yo, I was in Vegas when the when the time had to go back, so I uh, was partying, and all of a sudden it was two a.m. again. You know what sucks about the whole daylight savings <laughs> is if if you stay up when the time goes back, it's it's even worse because yeah. you're waiting for it to be like two, and you're like, all right, I just want to go home, and you're like, it's one. Damn, I should have been asleep already. I could have got that extra hour. Yeah. You know, well, nobody like checks their phone for it. All of a sudden, you'll just be like, yeah, it's like 159. And then you'll be partying or whatever. And it's like 120. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? Like, how did it? Because, you know, phones uh, just do it automatically yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, Shout you know, iPhone. you just start turning up. You just start turning up. Android. Yeah. Oh, like, even when we went to Fogna, you right now, like, bro. Um, you know, we shared an Airbnb. And it, I woke up like Aww. at seven. Not like that, man. You can't. It was a good time. Pause. It, it was, was cool. Chill. Airbnb. It was a little quaint, little quaint space. But I woke up at seven. But this dude was already awake. And I was like, "Bro, it's seven o'clock." He was like, "Is this early?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, like early bird catches worm, man. We out here trying to get these bags, 2020." <laughs> no, nah, I'm cool with the bags underneath my eyes. I'm cool with that, bro. <laughs> I'm good on that. But no, nah, this time change is cool. I don't mind it. It's getting hella dark, like super early. That's that. the only thing that I that I hate about it. I love and, it. You know, I'm know. worried because if we California has has put in a bid to get rid of daylight savings time, and yeah. so is Florida. Um, we're just waiting on like federal approval for that to happen. But my worry is that they won't like if they take it away. That means it's gonna be this time. You know, yeah. like this is the time that it's gonna stay. It's not gonna stay as the where daylight savings time where it's light and it's like eight o'clock and we get a sunset, which we I should, would we want. should get a boat in that. We should be able to choose, but they're petty and because they want us working and Bastards. all that kind of stuff, <laughs> I feel like if we do get it passed, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, sunset, four thirty. Four thirty, damn. <laughs> like, damn, this is we're like we're not the sunshine state, but we got a lot of sun. That so would suck. Yeah, it would. So I'm not excited about that. But hopefully, um, it passes when we're when we have the ex- or when we lost the hour, so that it could be brighter outside. Yeah. Anyway, see what happens. Back to let's get into my man's JJ. My man JJ. Yeah. What's his name? Jake. What, JJ. Oh. What do you think the JJ stands yeah, for? I don't really know. I feel Jorge like Junior. I feel like it's Jacob. Jacob Jeffrey. John Jacobs. John Jacobs. John Jacobs. <laughs> 
John Jacobs? No. Is Jacob Jeffrey? Jeffrey Jacobs. Jeffrey Jacobs. Oh, hey! That's, that's hard. That Shout out good. fact checker. That's nice. Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. Jingleheimer Schmidt. Hey. His name is <laughs> that's not Can we song, uh but. Jam Cam, can we do a trap flip of that, please? Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah. Like, uh-uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We know where we're at today. But yeah, uh, this guy, very iconic. You know, he kind of started back, I want to say the 90s. You know, I know one of his big movies that kind of launched him was Armageddon. He wasn't directing, but after... He produced that one, right? Yeah, after doing that movie and helping with it, um, he just kind of got launched into the big budget movies. And mm-hmm. and now he's doing crazy titles and some, some of his own original work. And... Um, I think it's beautiful, you know, like to see the the work that this guy is doing, you know, that we get to even witness this, you know, kind of like uh, back in the day when Stanley Kubrick was doing like crazy movies and everybody was in awe. And, and now we have somebody like J.J. Abrams and he's still fairly young. So we're still going to get so much There's more. There's tons of There's movies. so that much more. Out. He's like George Lucas when he was first doing Star Wars. Yeah. That's like. And probably even younger than that. Mm-hmm. And like just to see kind of, you know, how much, how much, uh, Especially time you have. The technology nowadays mm-hmm. and social media, the way people promote, you know, I think it's easier nowadays for him, but he, he's doing it perfectly. You know, like I haven't really heard a lot of complaints about JJ Abrams and what he does. You know, it's always praise, you know? Yeah. He's one of those directors that you can pretty much count on the movie to be solid. Yeah. Like you, I feel like him. Like Ron Howard, Ridley Scott. There's like a few directors where you can just like, you pretty much you count can, on the movie being. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, oh it's like can, all right, I it's can gonna watch be good. This movie and enjoy exactly. It. Yeah. And what I like, is, I like directors that kind of that have like a signature style, mm, you know, yeah. or kind of have a an aesthetic. And I know J.J. Abrams, he loves his lens flares. So like, whenever you see like a J.J. Abrams movie, there will be a lens flare somewhere in yeah. the movie. And it'll just look tight. Like, it'll just be, like, majestic. And some of the best ones that he used, in my opinion, are, like, the space-filled movies that he's done. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek, different things like that. They have great just... It just makes it look it's like wild light that, like, is constantly traveling. You know how, like, at least at least for me growing up, you would see a lot of people arguing Star Wars or Star Trek and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for this dude to do both movies... Yeah, mm-hmm. within a decade. Yeah. With within a decade doing both Star Trek and Star Wars, base. I mean, it's it's a good and a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing for some of those hardcore um, fans of either one because they like to have a distinction in between. But JJ brought the sauce to start to Star Trek, especially, <laughs> Yo, bro, especially because Star Wars is going to write itself. Doesn't yeah. matter who you get to direct it. The lore is already there. But to make people be down with Star Trek, you have to, like, do it in a way that was really yeah. dope. And he had Chris Hemsworth before anybody knew who Chris, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yeah. really True. was. He, really Factual. he was There's just in there for a brief, he had, uh, Zachary brief Quinto, right? That's the name? Yeah, Zachary Zachary Pinto played... Pinto, there we um, go. He played... He uh, played Siler in Heroes. Yes, he played Siler in Heroes, but he played... Um, uh, 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 Spock. There we go. Yeah, he played, yeah, he played Spock. Spock. Yeah. And Captain Kirk was uh, played by uh, Chris Pine, who was originally pl- uh, played by um, David Shatner. Yeah. William Shatner. William, William, William Shatner. William Shatner. William Shatner. You William got Shatner. your last name. William, yeah, William Shatner. I was like, David. Um, yeah, so, yeah didn't, that didn't sound right when it came out of my mouth. 
William Shatner, um, who played the original Captain Kirk, and now we have Chris Pine, who I thought did a phenomenal job. He really looked like a captain, looked like he would be running. Oh yeah, he fit. Star he fit Trek that role ship. easy. It's, yeah, it wasn't forced. They even had Carl Urban, and you know, Carl Urban is is a boss right now because yeah. he's in The Boys, and The Boys is <laughs> the hottest show that's out. Yes, and uh, he's killing it on that. So like, it was really an impressive cast of like actors that were right on the cusp of stardom but weren't quite at stardom yet. Yeah. You know, these are like the best B plus, A minus type of actors that were available. And that's no disrespect. That's just good. Like, it's just a great ensemble of of talent that you yeah. have. And he really just made the movie. He had Benedict Cumberbatch on the second one, bro. Like, <laughs> dude's a beast. Benedict Cumberbatch could fit in any setting, bro. Have you seen him awesome. do... Have you seen him on, like, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel where he does, like, his... um. His impressions and whatnot, and how he just fits into different roles. It's just Those method actors, man. They could do that. Yeah, factual. It's sick. It's uh, sick. We're, we're, are we going to tap in right away about our favorite JJ movies? Because I want to talk about my my favorites real quick. Mine's uh, probably Star Trek. Yeah, so before we do, just talk uh, about it. So we we just got a list from uh, our fact checker. That's pretty interesting. Uh, some things that I didn't know about JJ. JJ Abrams like tapped into. Give it to us. Well, because the... like there's the movies that he specifically. Yeah. Like, well, did him on his own, but there's so many films that yeah. he was just executive produced on or had some, like, he, he tapped in on somewhat. So this is a list. Um, it's, it's in chronological from the 80s to pretty much uh, How old the late is this, dude? 2010s. Might um, be a... you, can, you can look that up. But one of the movies that I didn't really know he had hand in was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. That's Whoa, really dope. What? That's really cool. I don't know what his involvement was, but... This no, dude does not. He's, well, it says that it says the following is a list of unproduced J.J. Abrams projects. So this seems like that this is things so yeah, that so that went beyond, beyond pre-production, pre-production, but so didn't yeah. actually just come had out. His, he just had his hand real quick. You know? J.J. Abrams is only fifty-three, bro. Oh, he doesn't even look. He doesn't even look fifty-three. He looks like early thirties. Yeah, yeah, man, he's out here partying. So these are okay. This makes this list super cool. Yeah. So, who framed Roger Rad- Rabbit? The sequel. There was supposed, was supposed to be one. To it was pre-production and got, it got scrapped, right? Yo, the next one is Superman Flyby. In July 2002, Abrams wrote a script for a possible fifth Superman film entitled Superman Flyby. Brett Ratner and MCG or McG entered into talks to direct, although Abrams tried to get the chance to direct his own script. However, the project was finally canceled in 2004 due to Superman Returns. Yeah. Hmm. He was even supposed to do Dang. a Samurai Jack film. That's Yo, so that would have been super lit. Yeah, in 2009, um, he was supposed to do it with Cartoon and Network and Warner Bros. Uh, man, that's really dope. I would have loved to see it. I think they still did a, a new, they rebooted Samurai Jack into the show. Yeah, it was great. I never seen it. It I, was I, it was. I don't really know good. why I never seen it, but I wanted to. And it I, was awesome. It was awesome. I they wrapped up got the story, and it was great. Yeah, that's dope. And uh, 2010s, let me see what, what's interesting in here. Uh, Wonderkind, I feel like I heard of oh, that. Oh, Portal and Half-Life. So he was already oh. getting, he was going to start doing the video game movies, which I think he would have made Portal Ooh. look amazing. Yeah. It would have been like Star Trek, but like on steroids. And uh, other than that, that's a pretty interesting list. Um, For real. A Thomas Edison biopic? I'm glad he didn't do that. Fuck Thomas Edison. 
Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Beyond. Yo, um, with all my heart. <laughs> is that is that like the third? Is that supposed to be the third or Star Trek it? Beyond? Yeah. Uh, did that come out? I'm not. I think it got changed. I think like, that okay. yeah. I think that Star Trek Beyond was supposed to be the sequel, and then they shifted in another direction. But he still directed the sequel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's pretty cool. But um, I think we can get into um our favorites then. What's can I go favorite, first? Bro? Can I go first? Go yeah, ahead, bro. Go for it. Okay. So like, this franchise is probably one of my favorite franchises. Mine but J.J. Abrams uh put together three of these movies. Um, my two favorites though, his Mission Impossible Three. Dun, dun. Because Mission Impossible Three is annoying. This is where I first got into Mission Impossible. I tried to get into like the first. I think it was the first or second. when John Voight was in. I don't know. John Voight was in the first or second one, but the third one has got me super like hooked onto it. Even just like as when I was younger, like yeah, I knew of like Tom Cruise from like World of Worlds and whatnot. But Mission Impossible Three, like. Got me like Tom Cruise is that solidified it for you, yeah, and it made me want to go back and watch his catalog. So number two had probably the best reveal ever when he switched places with the dude who uh, broke his finger and he taped up his mouth, but then he put the mask over his face Mm. and then he lifted the mask and his boss was the one that shot him and he thought he shot Tom Cruise, but he made the little switcheroo. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, okay, this is sick. And I forgot who the uh whose love interest was. It's not Eartha Kitt. It's that other woman who looks like her but is extremely younger. <laughs> Kate um, something, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. It was like this. Uh, it was a Mission Impossible too. But anyway, you said your favorite was three, right? Uh, one one of them, yes, three because that's where it just got me hooked as like a Tom Cruise fan. But just the execution from the places that they shot at. Excuse me. Um. Just overall oh, yeah. script. That's what what was the big the stunt in number three? Was it the plane where he was like hanging off the side of the plane and like they actually took it was, off in the was, plane? It was. It was. It was. That no, was in no. the beginning, right? I think. No, this like one. The big stunt was when they were doing we that did the r- jump, right? You know, they're doing that rescue mission, and then he had to like he was like holding on the side of the helicopter. I think. He's always doing some crazy. That shit. okay? Wait, Mission Impossible Three was when they went to Dubai. And he was like he hanging off the, the building. building. Yeah, the yeah, building the on the side. No, that's that's like, Rogue Nation. Yeah. That's Rogue Nation. Okay. That's one of the latest ones. So Mission Impossible 3, I don't think Mission Impossible 3 had like one of the biggest stunts to. yet. Mission Impossible is known for that. Yeah. I know one of, one. I don't remember. Oh, no. One. This one was when the, the nemesis captured him and he tied him up, like taped him like on a cargo plane. And then he just kicked Tom Cruise off the cargo plane. Wow. Damn. He survived that, obviously, yeah, because yeah, there's more. There's another. Um, movie but then Tom my Cruise second survives everything. He's Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Tom Cruise is uh, is a really iconic actor too. You know, in those movies, you know, I don't think they would have been as great as they were if they didn't have Tom Cruise. Um, but he became a huge act, uh, like action star off, yeah. off of that. You know. And um, I know like a few things about the movie. Like some people were supposed to be written out, and they ended up staying. And it even made the movie even better. I think one of them was um, uh, what's his name? His name is Ving Rhames. Um, rest in peace. Wait, no, he's still alive. Michael Clark yeah. Duncan's yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny because <laughs> everybody gets them mixed up, and I always talk about I it, and I just don't. Oh, yeah. Right I the, the guy that fucking smacked the shit out of Luther. Tyrese. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And was in Pulp Fiction also. He was in Pulp oh, Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, That's what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, he was supposed to be written out in, like, the first one, and uh, he, I think he was, like, asking, like, not to be written out. And he just ended up being in all the movies. And yeah. But also, he's so just one dope. of those really good supporting actors, bro. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He utilizes um, his his time well on Simon screen. Simon Pegg, too. That's Simon sweet. Pegg that's is such a good cool, comic relief. That's one of the coolest people that, like, works with J.J. Abrams is Simon Pegg. Yeah. Because not only is he a director himself, mm-hmm. but, like, he's willing to fit any role. You know, I think J.J. Abrams has probably used him in, like, three or four movies. Like, each franchise has Simon Pegg somewhere. Like, Simon Pegg was in um, the first Star or the Star Wars Episode Nine. No, sorry, Episode Seven, um, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He played one of the aliens. Oh, yeah. Um, and then yeah. he was in Star Trek. Uh, I forgot the name of the character, but he was one of the crewmen. And then he was yeah, he also was like the, in, he was like a scientist. He was really smart. Yeah, I th- I'm not. I'm more of a just to be honest, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek. Yeah, person. same here. So yeah, I I don't I have all the names off off top, but um, I do recognize when a movie is good. Yeah, and uh, Simon Pegg was also in Mission Impossible. So it's yes. it's really cool when directors link up with actors and like, like continue that pool going. of actors you know yeah really yeah cool. you yeah. know we we talked about on the previous director episode with quentin tarantino and the type of actors that he can pull like leo and brad pitt and all these people that tim roth and and everything like that and jj has the same and like you have other directors that you you kind of count on these actors to be in these movies yeah. as well and it's just dope that they can all get together and be like, all right, you're going to play this character now, you know? And like, yeah, just take it from there. So that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah. And, uh, is it, is it just all the mission impossible? No. Well, like? yeah. Or not all the of them, two, but, my favorite yeah. is mission possible three, just cause the sheer fact that this is what got me hooked in being mm-hmm. a Tom Cruise fan, but even just the franchise in general. Yeah. But, um, the most recent one, mission possible fallout, was because it, it, when they announced this, I was like, another Mission Impossible. Like, they're probably uh, at this point, it has to be something that's not new or you know what I mean. Yeah. And I was completely wrong, especially as a fan. I shouldn't be saying stuff like that, but I did. You know what I mean? Um, but this was this one was the big scene where they did um, a certain type of drop out of an airplane, but the, it was the way they shot it was like. I forgot what it was called, but he it was, was like super actually well on the airplane with no like. Real harness, no harn, like no he harness. Had to, exactly, he, like he was just on the outside. Like the elements, the sound, everything yeah. that you're hearing. Like they really took off with him just hanging off the side of this plane. It's pretty cool. Wild, bro. Dangerous. So, so you wanna also Henry that. Cavill was in that movie. Shut oh yeah, Superman. he was. Hey yeah. Henry Cavill with his mustache. Yeah, I was about to Yo, say. Yo, yeah, he had a mustache yeah, in his movie. Uh, Mission Impossible ruined BBS, but uh, no, Damn. just kidding. <laughs> or what was it Justice League? Yeah, it was hey, Justice look, League. Yeah, yeah, look, Justice did. League. <laughs> It looked like Because they had to go and they couldn't even reshoot because he had a mustache. So they had to go and. You know how hard it is to fix grow a mustache, his lips. Like a thick mustache, they had to bro. Go, like fix his lip That's or months. something. They had to use like the eraser. <laughs> That's funny. The eraser feature <laughs> on Photoshop. Uh, oh my gosh. But yeah, do you want to divulge on your picks? Uh, I want to hear this. My, yeah, my pick is is uh, is probably, probably going to be Star Trek. Um, and the reason why I say that is because he made me a fan of Star Trek. 
Um, my my father was a fan um, during the time when like uh, when it wasn't even a uh, not Patrick Stewart. It was the female captain um, that was there. Jeez, uh, I'm he's gonna hate me that I forgot it because we always used to watch it growing up. But um, but Star Trek, you know, it was I always saw it as like a because my father enjoyed it. I always saw it as like an older thing. Yeah. And like my thing was Star Wars. It was like, oh yeah, you know, we're even more into the future than Star Trek. And um it was just really dope that JJ Abrams was able to like bring it current and make mm-hmm. it like awesome. Uh what's his name? Um Harold from Harold and Kumar. I don't know the, the actual actor's name, but he was in it and that was the first time that I seen him. Oh, John Cho? John Cho. Yeah. And um he was the first time that I that I've seen him in a more serious role. And um, and I thought that was really cool, you know, because, you know, everybody's seen Harold and Kumar most likely. And they just thought he was a pothead the whole time as far as, you know, mm-hmm. characters are concerned or the Natural. type of character that he could play. Yeah. You know, that it was going to be more of a comedic thing. And he really showed that, it, like, no, I got acting chops. Like, I can play whatever mm-hmm. you whatever you need me to play. And I think that's just a testament to J.J. Abrams. So, like, he really showcased a lot of people that I would have thought are either comedic or may not take it as seriously or just kind of doing it for fun from my own ignorant perception and turned everybody into like really dope actors yeah. telling this really dope story. And um, yeah, so, you know, I, I rock with Star Trek. The first John Cho movie I saw was, do you remember Big Fat Liar? Yeah. Frankie Muniz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in that movie. Paul Giamatti. Yo, yeah, Paul yeah. Giamatti Paul was Giamatti. in Yeah. Paul yeah, Giamatti was, was like Paul Giamatti's a boss, bro. Like he he was he, he was Rhino and uh, oh, the Amazing Spider Man. Don't kill us. Don't uh. Bring he, that. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna he was that he was a blue guy. He was hey, uh, Spidey's he, back in the MCU. We don't talk about that anymore. Factual. Okay. Yeah. Stupid Sony. I don't, I don't think that dubstep movie even happened. You know. So. Jimmy Fox is in that movie. First of all. I can't believe they played those two. Anyways, crazy. <laughs> but also, Paul Giamatti was in Lady in the Water. I can't even think of any other Paul Giamatti movies. Oh, I there's a bunch. Um, he was in Shooter with uh, Clive Owen. Was it Shooter? I, yeah, I, think I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, 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 it was Shooter. Um, Clive Owen Clive was, Owen in, was an dope. assassin. There was a bunch of different assassins that were like going after this one thing, and like he would think he was facilitating what they were going after, but he yeah. ended up being like the big bad, and like it was. This, badass scene it was so ridiculous but it like they basically broke each other's fingers oh shit and like they were to like trying to fight to like pull the trigger of the gun first oh, <laughs> like wow. it was like a struggle because all their fingers were like fucked oh, up man. <laughs> and Clive Owen like finally got to it and just like blew him away and like it was it was ridiculous but that's why I like Paul Giamatti because like he teeters he's one of those actors and there's a few other ones too where like they just teeter on like they're either extremely ridiculous where it almost seems like a parody and then it's like a really serious role that they're yeah. taking. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I dig that. I dig the uh the the back and forth, the unknown of it. I think yeah. Samuel Jackson does a good job of that too. True. Yeah. And um But what's your favorite Skywalker? Yeah, I'm a Skywalker. Let's my, uh let's talk about it. Probably my my most favorite is um the Cloverfield series. Oh, you know? I was expecting the other one first, but oh, go ahead. I'll no, mention, go on, go I'll on, mention go it too. But uh, I, I Cloverfield series, I don't know. It's just super staying on brand with scary shit. It, it's it's just like super weird. When the first one came out, it was like one of the first like handheld camera movies that I've 
I've seen, and I was like, I "What is this?" You I personally know? Like, like those movies, I, I like but them. a lot of people don't. After, after that, I saw a lot more come out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Blair Witch Project, probably one of the first but popular so, movies. Yeah, the director only movie. has yeah. so much he can do. Or like, for example, the way Chronicle was shot, the way he would use his own camera, but mm-hmm. it would be other cameras used, whether it be like surveillance. Yeah. Chronicle wasn't done by J.J. Abrams. No, but I'm just saying no, the just way it was shot. Just, just, just the way it was shot. shot. Yeah, yeah so, I just didn't want to confuse So that was, so so that first Cloverfield movie was one of the first that I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know what's going on, but it's New Year's. There's aliens attacking, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, there's just people trying to get out of the city, so not even knowing what's going on. It's just the the mystery of it, you know. You and remember the trailer, bro? How mysterious the trailer was for when that movie I, came I think out. All the promo for all the Cloverfields. Oh, they were all like on point. Super ominous, and it's like, what is this? What is what is Cloverfield? You know, like Cloverfield is probably in my top three, like anticipated um, content mm-hmm. of a movie, like. I remember just seeing a poster of the Statue of Liberty's head in New York City, and it just said one one like ten or something yeah. like that, or whenever the movie yeah. came out. And I was like, "What do you mean? Like, yeah, like what, what is going, going on here? On, you know? Why is the Statue of Liberty's head in the middle of New York? Like, what does this mean? It didn't even yeah. have a name of the movie yet." And then um, after that movie, it was another. He did another movie. It was a ten Cloverfield Lane, I believe it was called ten or one um, ten. This 10, right? Mm-hmm. So this movie was not really about aliens up into a certain point. So you the whole movie, you're like, okay, what is going on? There's this guy that kidnapped this girl into his basement. And he keeps telling her it's the end of the world that she goes out there, she's gonna die. But she doesn't believe him. That's never true. Yeah. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't believe him. She's trying to escape, and he's super controlling and Super Played weird, by John Goodman, right? Yeah, yeah, hey. just super weird. She's just trying to find her way out, and eventually, she does find her way out. And and supposedly, there is aliens. It is the end of the world. So it's kind of like it continues off of that first movie, but it's shot completely different, completely different story. It's still ominous, and you're still wondering what is going on because at the same time, they've never really explained what's going on other than. There's an alien attack, but there's never a word from the government, not, nothing on yeah. TV. It's always just like uh, a game of telephone, like somebody heard it from someone else. And Is this the first time that we've gotten a movie and a sequel directed by the same person, but shot in two different ways? Um, I would say yes. Because, I mean, they did do a Blair Witch Project too. And it was shot regular, but it was not good. No, <laughs> so, oh, okay. So it was not good, and um, so yeah, there's that. But uh, like other that. than that, I I, I, like I, I liked it, risks. you know. Yeah, and J.J. Abrams is the guy to do it, you know, especially with you it's, know because it just comes down to execution too, and yeah. he has his mindset where he just I'm pretty has sure a really he goes great to different and yeah. shooting things, you know. Um, even if it's something new, he takes time to study that. And then brings it to the table yeah. knowing yeah, exactly he, what he's doing. He, he brought the horror aspect to that too, you know. And I, I don't know. He didn't really do a lot of other horror movies before that. Oh, you know, you know so, what horror movie he did before that though? Oh, yeah. I, I know which one. It, it's sort of horror, you know. It's it's a friendly ghost. Is, is that what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about? Sincere, are you my, telling us that you were scared of Casper? My man's Casper. I'm scared of ghosts. 
Scared of ghosts. He's friendly. Look, bro. Oh, God. His uncles, though, bro. Those guys. Well, like, in theory, if I was was, like in that movie, then like, if a ghost were to pop up, of course it'd be scared. Yeah. But when you're watching. Speaking of ghosts, just side note, they need to make a Danny Phantom movie. That's it. That'd be dope. I wouldn't be mad at it. But what's crazy is, um, like, they're not really scared of Casper or his uncles in this movie, you know? It's just, they're just kind of there. They're bugging them. At one point, uh, they do, like, mess nah, with the dad. No, nah, bro. In, in that movie, wasn't it where, like, one of the Ghostbusters, like, or the sequel? Uh, I think that might be the sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, one of the Ghostbusters, like, walks out the house. And he's like, who are you going to call? Someone else, and he just like walks away. It was, I think, it was Dan Aykroyd. It could it be the funny. first one. It is a. I have haven't seen it in a while, but I used to watch it all the time as a, as a kid, like at my grandma's house, and and I, one of the scenes, one of the scenes, yeah, one of the scenes I do remember was when he was making breakfast. I don't know if you guys remember breakfast. that part, but he he had like this crazy contraption to like crack the eggs and uh, to make pancakes and stuff, and he was making breakfast for. Uh, the little girl and her dad. And uh, what are you guys doing over there? You we, we just we <laughs> saw like with your hand movements. When your this, hand like, moved, there was like seen. glitter that came. Oh, like, it just it's land. It was yeah. It just looked majestic. I don't I know. Was so like, what the hell? Ghost, bro? We, we got caught. We got caught a little bit. Go ahead, continue. Sorry. But but yeah, it, it was just a really cool little scene, you know. And then he kind of interacts with the with the little girl, and they kind of just become friends, become besties. And, and yeah, like uh, I. I just as a kid, it was just always a fun movie. Um, I also remember be- before certain movies, or I don't know if it was before that certain movie, Casper, they did like a little commercial or a little ad with Coca-Cola. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the commercial no. with Casper and Coca-Cola, but he like just sticks his hand through the refrigerator and oh, he tries to grab I a Coke. I do remember that. And he pulls it out, but he can't pull the Coke out through, uh, the, uh, through, the, through, yeah. through the refrigerator. So mm-hmm. I always thought that was a little cool ad, but... Yeah, I mean, J.J. Cool. Abrams is like, I, I, when I was young, obviously, I didn't know it was J.J. Abrams. Growing up, looking at his catalog now, it's like, oh, wow, he did all of this. And it's like, you you would never guess it. You know, he really went to full, like, to, to crazy lengths. Just to, to lengths. And now. Just to make some crazy movies. Yeah, he has the crown jewel of modern movies yeah. under uh, under his tutelage. <laughs> I should say um, We are talking about Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker This is it right? Cue this the Star Wars it. music This, this is one? it we are, we are closing out Yeah cue the Star Wars music um, We are closing out The Skywalker Saga Nine movies in total <laughs> It was funny when you said Cue, cue the music I was going to start doing The Indiana Jones theme Oh dun, 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 No dun, <laughs> Same composer, but mm-mm. Um, which is why they sound alike. We should do, we should definitely do, do a dedicated episode yeah. on John Williams. That would be yeah. cool. It would be amazing. There's a lot of movies to cover there and a lot of music to cover as far as scoring is concerned. Yeah, we ahead. will dive into that in a future episode. Dun, I promise dun, dun, y'all. Dun, dun, um, but uh, yeah, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. We've seen all of the trailers that they're going to give us. Um, how do you guys feel? How do you guys feel of J.J. Uh, Abrams taking on this task? I mean, he's and done it before, and he's done a great excited. job. Excited, uh, that's true. It may not. Again, I mean, he's a director, um, so he can only work with like yeah, what he's with, given what he as has. far as like. Especially time. this time is a little bit different because we know that he kicked it off and he had everything at his disposal, and now 
you have to close it out with a story that maybe you didn't want to tell in the way that what, 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 it was yeah. told. Was he, was he a part of the, the the second one? No, the process of putting together the the final like what's going to happen, right? Or no? Uh, no. I think he's been in the process it, for the whole changed, thing, right? It changed a little bit when they gave the reins to Rian Johnson because. Mm-hmm. Because I think if they would let J.J. do the second one, and I'm not really too sure why they didn't let him do the second one. a scheduling conflict, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't... I, would you say or no either, to Star Wars 2? No. I would if they were trying to rush it, which is what they try to do. They were trying to put out a Star Wars movie, like, every year. And I think yeah. that that would have turned well, I mean, me off if I was J.J. Abrams. I would be like, nah, you got to Every year? And not forget that. Yeah, it was every year. It was... Uh, Force Awakens, then it was Rogue One, and then it was uh, Last Jedi, and then it was Solo. Mm. And yeah, that's true. Just in those four movies right there, Star Wars fans were fed up. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, uh-uh. that's too much Star Wars, bro. Too you much gotta, Star Wars all at one time. Wait. But yep. um, what were you saying? We were talking about what we think J.J. Abrams is going to do with this last oh. one. And- so, yeah, like... Uh, like- like Sam was saying, he can only yeah he can only do so much because of what was given to him. But um, I think he's still gonna still go still gonna do really good. You know, he's still gonna do a lot of the things people want, like um, Kylo's uh, the Knights of Ren. Everybody's mm-hmm. been waiting for that since the first one. Mm-hmm. Rian Johnson didn't do anything about it, so now Literally JJ's like, you know what? About the whole shit. Wait, I'll isn't do JJ it gonna direct some episodes of Mandalorian too, or no? I heard there was a rumor that I don't know. I know John Favreau is doing. I know John Favreau, um, the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I don't know if J.J. Abrams is guest directing a few episodes, maybe, maybe producing, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I have I to look. I know he had his hand I wouldn't in be surprised somewhat. if he gets attached to Kenobi. I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Yeah, that'd Not be me either. Cool. I would love. That. I'd enjoy it. I would. Love I think that. him and Ewan McGregor would. Oh, oh they would kill it. Ewan. Yes. Easy. I love Ewan. I love that. Ewan. Guy. Ewan. His name Ewan. was like, like Ewan. <laughs> we win. We win. You win. You win. We all win. <laughs> we all win, McGregor. He e- wins, bro. <laughs> Not Conor McGregor. Obi Wan. So you win, but Obi Wan. No. <sighs> all right, all right. I'll you know how like I'll, you, take, you, I'll sub myself out. No, okay. no, it's okay. Now I know how y'all feel when I say these stupid ass jokes. Damn, Kim, come in, come in for me, bro. I can't. Uh, I can't. I'm out. But yeah, I think I think he's gonna do really. Really out. well, you know. It, I, we talked about it in previous episodes. This is yeah. going to be a Ky- Kylo story, and um, I think it's going to be perfect. You know, I would also love to see a Ky- Kylo like prequel. Yeah, For what? Why no, not? I, I think it would be cool. You know, like I remember in episode, I'd want it animated. If we are going to get it, it was it was in the Rian cool Johnson one ah, when they I'm had the action. the flashbacks of um. Unless Keanu Luke, Reeves plays him. Luke training uh, Kylo and Luke thought Kylo was evil. It would have been cool to see him as a kid, like seeing what. I think we'd run into the same thing that episode one was about. Exactly. Yeah. It would basically be episode one and episode two put together again. Yeah, true. I guess that's why they didn't really do it. because oh, Okay, that makes up. sense. But a so. lot of the storylines so far are pretty similar to like one, uh, three, four, and... It seems Five, like history you know, is repeating yeah. itself. Yeah, for sure. Wait, so, so it's interesting to see where Star Wars will Star Wars will go after the whole Skywalker saga is over. I agree. I think you that know? the more important questions isn't how the Star Wars saga or the Skywalker saga is going to close out, but where are they going to go from there? Yeah. I'd love to see more Star Wars stories. 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah, like totally. more like solo, more like well yeah. supposedly the Mandalorian was gonna be a movie, but have you guys they seen the show even better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like solo. I liked it too. I liked it. I liked it too. I like it better than Rogue One. But the thing Ooh, I like about no, can't yeah, I can't, can't make I would say it's a lot more the only thing that really sold Rogue boring. One for me was I, the was the ending, bro. Like after that after that ending, I was like, yo, like, okay, this nah, shit's great. Yeah. Nah, no, nah, nah, I like nah. how they connected everything, but I just I don't know. Rogue One was super fire. It showed it showed the Star Wars universe in a way that we hadn't seen it before. True. That's true. Like but really, that's, really I think way. that's what I liked about Solo too, though. You know, it, it had that Rogue One feel, but it was a little bit more exciting because we Harrelson. knew who the actor or the who the character was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Rogue One, it was kind of like all these new characters. All these new characters. Yeah, it didn't really connect exactly to like yeah, the did. Jedi. No, it did. Like the story at the end connected, but I'm talking yeah. about through like leading oh, up to, to the it. Jedi and yeah, I feel you. yeah, but like leading up to it, it's they just kind of like divulge like. The, the Jedi religion and all that. but They did introduce people who are Force-sensitive without yeah. being Jedi. Exactly. That's what, I'm, that's, are, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I was like getting at. And they did do, um, kind of bring that up in the last one, too. Um, what was it? Episode uh, 8. Yes. So at, at the very end, they kind of brought that up. So, I mean, I guess they're kind of hinting at that and hinting at a new generation, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. So, yeah, that's why... that. All of that leads me to think that Skywalker will now be a title of people who walk whatever path uh, Kylo Ren yeah. and Rey are going to be walking throughout this movie. Whatever they decide or whatever. That's my hot take. Who do you guys want to see win? Like, would you mind if the dark side like ended up winning? No, I don't think it no, will. I don't mind. I think it's time for. Um, I think it's time for a well done movie or show to have the villain win. Um, I think we almost got that with like Game of Thrones. Yeah. And we almost got that with like a with like maybe like technically breaking bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one like of, some of these other one ones. One of the but, only like movies where I've seen like a villain win and it's just over like that is Watchmen, you know? And they did that perfectly. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That and then you're good. like, wait. That's it. We'll do a Zack Snyder. Got, we'll we'll do a Zack yeah. Snyder appreciation, yeah. which is gonna yeah. be yeah. like cool. that's gonna be a divisive one because like we gotta <laughs> talk about everything that he's done. Yeah. But I personally enjoyed Watchmen and I did like how, yeah, shit was fucked up at the end. It was like, yo, we gotta do this for the greater good. Like, damn, and and you know, you had to do it. I, I think that we're at that point. Um, I think it would be I think Star Wars is at a point right now where, like, literally, Last Jedi was so bad that you can do whatever you want, and mm. and we'll just be all right with yeah. it. We'll just accept it. Like, you had Leia fly out into space covered in some <laughs> force, she's a, force field. She did a backflip <laughs> and backflip back. She did a backflip out of there. You know, and, and she did. You're seeing uh, Blue's Clues. She did the skidoo. <laughs> the blues. <laughs> into the That's painting. Funny. Oh, That's funny. Man. That's really funny. And. Yeah, so I feel like you could do whatever you want. You can you could say, man, you you can literally rewrite the entire thing for this last movie, and I think no one's really gonna care until yeah. they figure out where it's going. I mean, nobody knows where it's going. Nobody knows you where know? it's going. No, because even the last one left. It didn't leave questions. It's just kind of it didn't give any hints well, as like, to so what's happening. My main next. question would be like, where do you guys what what do you want to see like happen? Or where do you think it's going to happen? Like, for me, like, 
I want like the dark side to win because I want to see what would end up happening like mm-hmm. the aftermath. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna be another one of those like. Well, uh, kind of. I mean, the dark side has always won. Yeah, I mean, they've always been. They've always been in control. They've always been. Yeah, they've always been in control. So we kind of see it with like all these stormtroopers walking around and all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. Is the dark side winning? Um, I wouldn't mind like the Sith winning. You know, like a like my. I would like to see. And I've always wanted to see this. Um, Jar Jar be Sith Lord? More, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jar Jar Binks. Um, just more into the teachings. Like, I feel like that every Star Wars movie that we've seen, like, they haven't, aside from episode one with Qui-Gon Jinn, and that's why people fuck with Qui-Gon Jinn so much, yeah. is because he was actually dropping, like, base, like he's basically dropping scripture, like, on how to be a Jedi also. Shout like, out Liam Neeson. Yeah, man. He was saying stuff to to Obi-Wan, like, yo, like, this is why we do it. And, like, saying an Anakin, Bro, like, all right, this why, is what it's called. Why this wasn't is why Keanu we Reeves a part of Star Wars? Oh! <sighs> Factual. You, you telling me? I think he's going to be in this next one. Or in like watch a show. Him be, watch him be something. a Knights of Ren. Oh, watch him be a Knights God. of Ren, or he's going to be a bounty hunter in Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he has his weapon skills yeah. down. That would be so fun. Why not? That's something that, like, every movie. that actually needs to happen. Come on, man. But Come on, like, JJ. He, but they're going back to doing a freaking Bill and Ted. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're going back to doing <laughs> Bill and Ted 3. Funny. That's just going to be crazy. That's going to be funny. J- Keanu, uh, Reeves. Keanu Reeves is all over the place right now. Yeah, he was in Toy Story. He was in John Wick, and he yeah, he was the uh, he was a Canadian yeah. stuntman, right? <laughs> yes. What was his name? Duke uh, Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Duke, yeah, yeah Duke Kaboom. I want to get a, a Duke Kaboom uh, oh, kind of toy and have like a ramp and just like yeah, it'll be cool if he's like up. a little pullback wind up. You just like pull I'm it sure back and go, I'm sure Mattel has done <laughs> it. Oh yeah, we got to see. You know, I'm interested in where the toy companies are at right now. Yeah, Mattel I mean, and Hasbro and all of them, like how how are they doing? Because toys are not really around like that. No, um, it's mostly tech. I think I think they're just super limited now. Like even with Star Wars, like a lot of uh, they do a lot of Lego stuff, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Like I always see people building Lego uh, Star Wars things. Like I saw somebody build um, the whole uh, fight scene in uh, Darth Vader's lair, like the, all the lava and stuff. It was huge. Oh, that's and insane. Stuff. It, like it probably took like months to do, but it was just, it's just so crazy. The fandom of like Star Wars toys have come like this far. I, I remember George Lucas, he sold uh, Lucas films, but he said, I'm going to keep all the rights for the toys. And he weighed, yeah, he he made way more money on toys than he would than yeah. he did selling. Well, he learned Star from Wars. Disney. That's yeah. that's Disney's bread and butter. They're like, yeah, you can keep all licensing you want. We're gonna make this money <laughs> off these toys. And arguably, Star Wars has the one of the most famous toys, yeah, ever, which is the lightsaber. The lightsaber. Yeah. The lightsaber. Yeah. That's like right next to the yo-yo. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's up there with. And the it's Rubik's a, Cube. It's a like, popular Halloween costume. Bro, there's kids year. that don't even watch Star Wars that, like, know about lightsabers. Like, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. It's just a cool... It's a laser sword. It's kind of one of the coolest weapons that our human imagination has come up with, in all honesty. Yeah. Like, it's cool the, how they built them. Not only that, but, like, you, you catch you catch so many people trying to make knockoff ones in different films and whatnot, too. Oh, yeah. And it's, it just being a sword that just so happens to vaporize or... Like oh, a yeah, laser well, cylindrical sword that retracts by a button press. Yeah. Like, 
I you always can't beat that. Because so cool. have the advantage, Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's cool that everybody builds their own ground. too. You know, everybody. <laughs> It's not like they go to the store and they're like, one lightsaber, please. It's just like, all right, here's your crystal. Build it. Oh, at Disney? No, no. Oh, just like, uh, just, yeah. In that's general, how they build. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how they yeah. build. Here's your crystal. Bro, Make they go math. through trials. Like, they have to, like, I was watching Clone Wars and they had the younglings getting their own crystal. Yeah. And they had to go into, like, this crazy ice cavern. And basically, the the master who was looking over the younglings was like, "All right, you guys gotta go in there and get your crystal. And uh, <laughs> when you find your crystal, you come out. But if you don't make it by the time that the sun uh, sets, then the entryway is gonna freeze." Damn. And like it was like the sun was keeping that entryway oh, yeah, yeah. Open. open. So the minute that the sun goes down, the temperature freezes, gets to a point yeah. and it freezes. So like they had to like discover it, and it was basically them overcoming like some of their bigger fears mm. in order to get it like there was there was one jedi he went right right in and like he immediately located his and he was like oh yeah piece of cake da da da, da. grabbed it and tried to run out and like it didn't let him get out and it was like you didn't know like you still have to his lesson was him having it and then still humbling yourself yeah. to like get to that point so mm. they let him get it first he's gloating talking to all these other people but he can't even like use it yet. It's not activated yet for him to get out. He didn't learn the lesson that he needed to learn. That's dope. Then you had like other ones where it was like they had like a fear of heights or something like yeah. that. And it was like I had to Jump, climb bitch. to get it. Exactly. And then like he climbed and got it. And he's like, Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm no longer afraid of heights. Or you discover that, you know. Huzzah! Yeah. yeah. You could do like so some stupid. other some other stuff. They had uh one of them had to sacrifice themselves. Huh? And if they did it correctly, then like they it would unlock like right on time kind of thing. But like they kind of met it. They they made it seem like, oh man, I have to sacrifice everything in order to get it. It was just cool. If you guys haven't watched the Clone Wars, um, definitely watch the Clone Wars. I know that the animation is a little funky at first, but you'll get used to it and the story is worth getting used to it. Yeah. So I kind of want to get into um, some of his, I guess, more top-rated movies. Um, I Give found me a list. I found a list, but it's kind of like a list of producer actors. So I'm just gonna go down through the director. I'm just gonna do the top five that I see here. And at number five, top five, top five, top five. I, 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 uh, it, it's a it's a Rotten Tomato, so you know it's kind of like hard to to really see what like if people really liked it or if it was just like movie might be but, biased but um but i think for the most part it's it's a, the best general list uh number 5 is mission impossible 3 so he he directed and it's screen, boy. and he screen wrote it so that's really cool he 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 had a huge hand in that nice number 4 is one that i, I kind of wanted to just uh, mention a super 8 uh, really cool. Yo. I totally forgot about that movie. Whoa. I really Whoa. forgot about that oh, movie. Super 8's my favorite. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm changing it right now. I know we're all, we're deep in it. Yeah. Super 8's my favorite. Yeah, Super 8 is wow. one that, that is really, really dope. What a I remember movie. when that came out, like that's one of the first times when Oh, that I was heard like his a, name, and I was like, "Oh, this guy is." That was like a really Stranger dope. Things esque type, like yeah, deal, coming in, yeah, a, pretty a, much a coming of age story. And at that time, there weren't a lot of coming of no. age movies, so it was really refreshing to see Super Eight and like see these kids go through this crazy. You mean, shit. it is in a coming of age. <laughs> I was kidding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, that ain't that's, it. that's latest, you know. And then number three is a uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm. So he he's producer the and one director with Benedict on Cumberbatch. 
That was a good what one. What does Alan Rickman? I love Benedict Cumberbatch, bro. He's great. Yeah, he he. After that movie, I think he really blew up. He so. was like, "Who are you, Khan?" <laughs> it was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, that was and a big reveal. Number two is um, what what the most recent Star Wars one that he did, uh, uh, The Force Awakens. Makes sense. Oh man, when that came out, I was like. I, I was just blown away. I mean, that you Skywalker Mike. We were, we were just getting a whole, it's a whole new era of Star Wars. What are those new little characters, creatures called? The new ones? Old that, characters. Um, or, then the little blue ones? Or are they blue? What? No, they were like white and orange little creatures in that movie. Uh, the little penguin looking yeah. things? Yeah. I don't know what they're called. I Korgs? Know. I know what you're talking about. Korgs? Uh, Porgs? Porgs. I think they're, I think Porgs, they're Porgs. Something like that. Yeah, they're pretty funny. They're weird looking too. They're like birds and like, they're like angry birds. Yeah, like, they're called porgs. live action angry birds. Porgs, right? Porgs, yeah. yeah, porgs. So that was number two, a very popular one. And his top one is uh, the first Star Trek that he did. That's pretty crazy. Damn it. That that was a good one. Uh, I'm not like you said earlier. I'm not a a star a Star Trek fan, but when those came out, I was just like, this movie looks so awesome and in a sense it's kind of like a peter quill story <laughs> you know the same like he just gets uh he just uh, does he get abducted or something or yeah, his peter quill got a, no got no 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 um in star trek how does he become the captain his dad was the captain right yeah his dad okay, was yes. the captain and then like um it was kind of like you know his dad was you know he had to live up to his yeah, dad's, his shoes. dad's name, you know so, yeah. his dad was like so yeah was really so it's cool it's kind of like sort of Peter Quill-esque because he's from Earth, right? There's Earth in Star Trek and then he just goes and becomes a a, a captain of a big-ass ship and goes well, yeah, on crazy they, they, journeys trying to protect They already worlds. have like the Galactic Alliance uh-huh. or I don't know if there's the Galactic Alliance, but like yeah. <laughs> they already have like a, um, a space travel's already going on. Yeah. They're all living on the Enterprise. Um, so it's like it's almost like just being in the military, mm-hmm. you know, and then your father was a super high ranking general and you have the same type of capacity, but you're just slacking off because you're not challenged enough or you feel that you can't rise to the occasion or whatever it is. And uh, it is up to Captain Kirk, a.k.a. Chris Pine, to find the courage to lead the extraordinary team that he does have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, some more notables, notables that he did. Uh, if you guys didn't know, he did do the recent Men in Black movie. Yeah, international, really? Yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, uh, uh it was. I okay. don't care for it. Mm. It was it's okay. Sorry, JJ. We still love you. <laughs> it was okay. Maybe, maybe not his best, but Again, it, it Chris, was still cool. In with, theory, uh, Chris in Hemsworth theory, again. That movie should have oh, did yeah, really well because had a really good cast, great director, but it just. I feel yeah. like it was just too close to the Marvel. Yeah. The thing things. that I, I the fact that they were using Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. The thing that I didn't like about the movie was the CGI. Which is kind of weird to say in this day and From, age. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. CGI, there's no excuse for a bad CGI yeah. in Especially in Men in Black. Super random. But about I remember, bad CGI. <laughs> no one is talking about the Sonic movie. <laughs> but no, they're right. Oh yeah. No, they, nobody they cares. Did, they did a redesign. They redid. They redesigned his. Uh, it still his looks bad. You think so? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. We'll we'll talk about that on another episode. I think <laughs> it's great. 
And um, uh, another movie that he did um, that you guys probably didn't know of that recently came out that I liked a lot was Overlord. I don't know if you guys seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen that movie. No, really I've never one. seen that. It's like a World War II movie, but it has to do with uh, the Nazis creating like super soldiers, but it went rogue and they're kind of like zombies. So it's really cool. You should watch it. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then uh, other than that, Super 8, uh, he also did Casper, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, just a lot of cool movies that I, I never really knew he had his hand. Armageddon, I mentioned it in the beginning. Classic. That's a classic, classic right there. Classic. That's a classic. So, yeah, J.J. Abrams, you're awesome. If you you're are, listening you to are this, awesome, J.J. Abrams. If you are maybe, listening maybe you to might, this. Maybe you might, maybe not. Right? Might not be listening. <laughs> if you are listening to this pod, thank you so much for your contributions Thanks, to sir. the film industry and uh, just continue to innovate. We are excited to see what you got coming on. If anyone listening to this pod knows J.J. Abrams, definitely tell them about this episode. Tell them let to them know. In, let, them, let them know to tap in. You know, we we do our best and uh, it would be great to to spread to spread the pod further, further in the direction. Oh, all these people we're talking directors. about, eventually the pod's going to be big enough. I'm believing when we go to Comic-Con, we're going to meet some of these people and have oh, yeah. them, get them to do drops oh, for us yes. and whatnot. Yes, it's only the sky's the limit when it comes to. Well, speaking of directors, yeah, speaking of um, directors, so everybody knows the OG Martin Scorsese. Oh yes, the goat. He's yeah, he's one of the greatest, bro. How, Very iconic. Wait, we're gonna have to have an episode. Can, can you do a fact check on how old Martin Scorsese is? Probably like seventy some. He's old as hell, bro. Um. Anyway, so Martin Scorsese, um, this happened beginning of October. 76. Damn. Yeah. So this happened beginning of October. Um, so he was doing an interview with Empire Magazine, um, where they asked him a question regarding Marvel films and he's getting tons of backlash regarding these films because his comments weren't so positive. Um, so real quick before I actually read what the, what he said, cause just last week he did an interview with New York times discussing this because what he meant, what he meant, what he meant. Um, I don't think he's really backpedaling. I mean, you could read it as that, but I think it's just him explaining it, his reasoning behind that, but he's still sticking by what he was saying. Well, read, read what he said at first, and then we could read what, it, what he used to clean it up. Uh, I'm just, I'll just read it all because in... He, no, okay, yeah, I'll just go to Empire. I'll go to Empire Magazine as well. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't... It's interesting. That especially well, not only that, but now it's a big thing because Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, yeah, a lot of the people, a lot of people in Marvel, Marvel films are talking have, about have this. Spoken up as they should, you know, staying quiet is kind of like at the same time, it's not giving it attention, but at the same time, it's, it's a different day and age. I think it's in an important discussion, yeah, you know, it's a different I think, day and age in movies, and it's evolving, you know, yeah, definitely. But it, at the same time, a lot of people are keeping it very classic and it works for them too, you know, but it doesn't work for everybody. Not only that, I, but like. Even says that he didn't even watch uh, Endgame. Oh yeah, I don't think he saw any. Well, I don't think Endgame is the movie for him to watch to change his mind. Yeah, I don't think Endgame would do that at yeah. all. Um, I think a movie that would change his mind would probably be along the lines of Winter Soldier, Captain America, Iron or Man, maybe uh, which Iron, one? Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man one. I think. Um, I think Guardians. It's a Galaxy lot more cinematic. One. I'd say. Yeah, it's just. Because it's pre-Disney. You know what it so. reminds me of, man? It reminds me of when musicians say artists aren't making real music. 
Yeah. Because or you're like, doing it on the computer. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the same thing. It's like... Or when rappers are like, oh, nobody's making real rap no more. But it's like... It's a different. It's a whole different ballgame yeah, nowadays. Well, the thing is, what, what comic book movies and superhero movies have been able to do is that they are combining the talent and the look together. Mm-hmm. There are movies where it's just the talent and they care about the talent. Even if the look is great, all they care about is the talent being used. And then you have those trash movies that it's like, yo, I just like it because the no look talent. of everything is no great. Talent. And they got no talent. Everything is written poorly and trash and everything like that. And I think superhero movies have been not, they've fulfilled the requirements of being the action movie of, mm. of our generation, the sci-fi movie of our generation, um, the, the look as far as aesthetically pleasing and the talent because they're starting like other really, really good actors and actresses like Joaquin Phoenix is, are becoming down to do, yeah. you know, comic book movies and do yeah. them right and to and to really fulfill the character. Even Robert Downey Jr., like he had to change his whole life around. He's basically Iron Man 100 percent of the time now. Yeah. Like I think I think Scorsese should watch Joker and probably See if his opinion changes. I don't think he'd put Joker in the same category. No, it's not. I wouldn't even put them in the same category. I don't think it's. I think it's that universe, but I don't think it's close to like a superhero film. I think he's more talking about like comic books. Well, I'll tell you exactly what he said. I'll tell you exactly what he said. To movies. Um, So, see, the legendary filmmaker recently dismissed the Marvel Cinematic Universe during an interview with Empire Magazine, saying that Marvel movies do not possess the traits that make cinema truly special. Mm. Um, he said, I don't see them. I tried, you know, Sound but just like an old head. Low key. Mm-hmm. It's just like just what old heads try to listen to trap. It's same the same shit. exact yeah. same shit. Um, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as as well made as they are, with actors doing the best that they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. That sounds like yeah, you know, I heard all that Travis Scott and Sheck West, but it just wasn't really for me. <laughs> um, I don't think that they're really conveying the feeling of music and what bands and everything is supposed Back to do. Day. But them crowds are lit. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it comes down to because those movie theaters are filled because there's a void. We don't have sci fi exclusive movies really anymore. We don't have action exclusive movies anymore. Everything is rolled into these comic books and these superheroes that's the new way of introducing all of these things and now they've been figure they've been trying to figure out how to inject comedy into it and it's still kind of hit or miss but they're about to get there yeah uh here i'm going to read you guys so he he just recently spoke to new york times about this so i'll read you exactly what he said um it's a couple sentences but um okay maybe it's like it's, it's probably like a paragraph um when I was in England in early October, I gave an interview with Empire Magazine. I was asked a question about Marvel movies and I answered it. I said that I've tried to watch them a few times and that they're not for me, that they seem to be, sorry, that they seem to me to be closer to theme parks and than they are to movies as I've known and loved them throughout my whole life and that in the end, I don't think they're cinema. Some people seem to have seized on the last part of my answer as insulting or as evidence of hatred for Marvel on my part. If anyone has the intent on characterizing my words in that light, there's nothing I can I can do to stand by stand in the way, which is super annoying. But um, 
Many franchise films are made Basically by people. saying if you believe that shit, then you can believe that shit. Yeah, pretty much. Words. Just all head, bro. Many <laughs> franchise films are made by people of considerable talent and artistry. You can see it on the screen. The fact that the films themselves don't interest me is a matter of personal taste and temperament. I know that if I were younger, if I'd come of age at a latter time, I might have been excited to see these pictures or maybe maybe wanted to make one myself but i grew up when i did and i developed my sense of movies of what they were and what they can be that was as far as the marvel that was as far from the marvel universe as we on earth are from alpha centauri well wow what a quote (laughs) yeah i mean i get what he's saying but he's he's trying to be like i told i get where he's coming from and he deserves to feel that way I totally understand that. I think... Still, he's being a little spicy. He is. I think he shouldn't be so serious. Because, yeah, movies... Why so serious? Scorsese. Movies are meant to be fun. You know, like... Not to him. Yeah, not to him. I guess... I guess he wants Marvel to be boring. The fun... See, that's the thing. I think that's... Like, it... For some people, if someone doesn't like something, we assume that it's boring it seems that it seems like that it's boring but i don't feel like he thinks that way that it's boring or that like he's being boring for not liking it i don't know yeah it's kind of hard to say but it seems to me that he's just not really into fantasy type movies he's more into real stories Mm -hmm. or stories that could be real Mm -hmm. characters that could could apply to something you could could actually live or put it towards yeah and And we're getting to to. those comic book movies but a lot of there's a lot of like comic book characters that uh, i guess kind of have like uh stories that relate back to people people's real lives you know so it's, it's not a blatant like you can relate to this but there's there's a lot of little things in and these characters that people relate to or or like even just um picking a certain actor can just help somebody like gain the confidence in like oh i'm being represented you know just like something as little as that you know just i think it's hard help. for him to um to look at a marvel film and suspend his reality mm-hmm. I think that when he suspends his reality, it's based off of still our reality. You know, when it comes to movies, like to have someone have powers and all of the other questions that come with that Mm. not being answered, I think annoys him. So he's like, why am I watching this shit? Like, we're not even exploring what all of this is and what powers are and all this other stuff. And the beauty of not exploring that is because it's a comic book and there's powers and we don't have to go into all that. But I think for someone like him, um, I think, one, he would need to... I think that there is a comic book character that would suit him well, and there's a way to film that movie that would that would make him be like, yo, this is actually really great. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't blame him for having I think opinion. the only person that was really on Scorsese's head about it was Chadwick Boseman, because everybody else kind of gave, like, a understanding response where mm-hmm. Chadwick was just like, nah, I'm calling your shit out. Um, like, for example, Scarlett Johansson... So Black Power. Go ahead. Black Panther. Um, sorry, ScarJo said, I'm reading the exact quote. Sorry, this is Chris Evans. What about okay. say? So, Scarlett Johansson said, the audiences only start going onto lowbrow stuff, so that's what we started making? Or is it that we made it first and now that's all that's, that's all we're offered? 
Um, I found his comments old fashioned, disappointing, and sad. Um, Just what we said. She's like, it made me think about how people consume content now and how there's been this huge sea change with uh, people's viewing perspectives and how small, smaller movies no longer have a place in, in cinemas due to tentpole franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Evans that makes sense. said, um, I think original content inspires creative content. I think new stuff is what keeps the creative wheel rolling. I just believe there's a room at the table for all of it. Yeah. Um, so there's more like understanding, but Chaz- Chadwick was just straight up like, um, you got to think about no, when he's no. saying it. <laughs> he's saying it when he's possibly campaigning for an award. He's saying it at a time where he's making a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. So that's how eyes get on his film. And it's not going to be in cinemas. It's not going to be seen the best way. Mm-hmm, and then true. he starts talking about Black Panther, talking about how um, the movie touches on revelation, mystery, and genuine um, emotional danger that Scorsese exactly. says mentioning from that's films. Yeah, I mean, Black right Panther there. is definitely um, a movie. I could see why Chadwick is saying that because the whole meaning behind Black Panther, it, could, it didn't have to be a... A comic book movie. Yeah. It didn't even uh, have to there's be a people that movie. It have been not seen any other MCU movie that just went to go see Black Panther. Yes. Because of what it represented. What Yes. The themes that are in that movie, how they were fleshed out, what happened. All it was was just an overlay of, of a fictional African country and fictional African superheroes and supervillains. But the whole story of how people treat one another and how inclusiveness is is there all the undertone basically oh yeah it's filled with it and that's why i made over a billion i want scorsese to make over a billion and then kind of talk scorsese did wolf wall street right uh he Uh, did a handful i believe so he did a handful yeah he did which i I heard some weird stuff about about, uh, wolf on wall street that 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 like the funding for that movie was from like a bad spot like it was from like (laughs) global international crime basically like funding for that movie but i don't have all the facts so i'm not gonna dive deep but i just i remember reading i mean that that. whole movie's about that movie (laughs) and that was the whole thing was that like the article was talking about how the irony that this movie is about being a criminal and then getting caught by the government when like the way like them financing the film was criminal and Now, just based off the article, again, I'm going to fact check. We'll talk about this more in depth. But based on the article, it said that um, the U.S. government owns Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, really? Yeah, like the actual, like it owns the rights to the movie. That's crazy. So when you watch it, you know, it's money going back to the U.S. government. It's crazy. That movie Again, made, I will fact check and we'll, we'll make that sure. Movie made, that movie made uh, $392 yeah. in box office. I'm going to keep watching. I ain't leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Bro, that movie came out in 2013. That's crazy. It's timeless. It's a timeless movie. Okay, so it says the Wolf of Wall Street producer and stepson of Malaysia's former prime minister pleaded not guilty on Friday to laundering $248 million Yikes. from a state investment fund, becoming the third person in his family charged in the uh, 1MDB million. scandal that helped end Najib Razak government last year so it's like on some like global international business that we don't know nothing about where you got like saudi princes involved and you got all these other things like that and that's where the funding went so you know the u.s government was just like um we need that (laughs) we need that so that was pretty cool 
just uh just reading about that and seeing how, how somebody that is, would you know? fund me that much money for an album shit bro shit. it's just crazy that there are people that are dancing around that kind of money like did oh they, yeah i'm gonna just get 240 million from the investment fund did they like, need cool. that much for the budget though for that movie no um maybe maybe just like, maybe to pay because the actors, well they had a lot of stuff in that movie like you had like yeah, the old school that was a Lambo Countach. Oh, yeah. Like that's not around. Like was he that. not driving a Ferrari in the beginning? Might have been a white one, or was that a white Lambo? No, that's a white a Lambo. Lambo. Yeah, the okay, Countach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't see that <laughs> at, a lot at all. It's that's my favorite part of the movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's up there. So like you know, <laughs> just, pay for Jonah Hill's veneers. There was oh. probably a lot of stuff that had to get paid for. It seemed like it was a really expensive movie when you watched it. Jonah Hill, you know, so that he's just got crazy. the old head. You know, yeah. Steve expensive Madden. taste. Yeah, is that what but it's Steve all good Madden? though. It's all good. Oh, it says the budget was a hundred million, and it made three hundred ninety-two million at the box office. Almost not bad. It's four times as more. Was it the studio so behind Wolf Wall Street is, agreed to pay the U.S. government sixty million to settle a civil lawsuit? Oh, they paid the government sixty million. million? See, sixty million. They still made sixty million. That's crazy. Wow, they made a lot. And the lawsuit still... sought to seize assets allegedly brought. With money stolen from a Malaysian state fund. That's wild. Stolen money basically made Wolf of Wall Street and the movies about stealing money. I Isn't that it. great? I love it. You got to keep it in the theme the way Scott Walker does with his scary movies. <laughs> irony. Yeah. Irony. All right. Well, yeah. I think that this uh, wraps up our J.J. Abrams appreciation episode. Yeah. Um, love you, JJ. Definitely check out some of the movies that we talked about if you haven't watched them already. If you have watched them, uh, tell us your favorite scene. Tell us what you like about it. Uh, tell us what you don't like about it. You know, hit us in the comments. Um, you can follow us at SoundFlick Podcast or SoundFlick Pod, uh, more specifically on Instagram. And uh, we'll be uploading um, more content, more episodes. We'll have uh, a few events that are going to be coming up. Yes, Life's a Movie coming back in 2020. There it is. We have a lot of good stuff coming up in 2020. We've been working with Productive Culture to bring you guys uh, new and exciting content, more more ways to see us, potentially visually and uh, in person as well. Heck yeah. Um, So thank you guys. I'd like to end it on that note. And we're going to be playing... What are we doing? Who are we playing? We're gonna be playing uh, Cycle Sloth. Cycle hey! Sloth. First off, really, wait. I just want to say Cycle really Sloth performed rep. at Viva La Boba when we did um, Future Future Soul. Soul. Mm-hmm. Yes, that dude. His energy is wild. He's, he's wait, did he perform or was he fly. just there? He was, he was there. just there. He, he performed there. at the one before with yeah. Speaks. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah. He performs around. If you haven't seen uh, Cycle Sloth live. It's definitely a show. It's definitely filled with a lot of energy. Yeah. Yes. He's um, always like super fly. Always yeah. Has some crazy oh, dude, he's wild. Clothes. And his nails are always on point. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be playing uh, Freakiest Flexor, produced by the Freakiest Flexor, James Cam. Produced by the God. So, Shout yeah, out let's... to Productive Culture for having us. Shout yeah. out to James Cam for all his. You know, being the best fact checker in the uh, podcast history. And shout out to y'all, you know, the listeners out here that make this podcast run. Because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. That being said, subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, subscribe to all the stuff that we have going on. Again, we're going to be having some really, really dope rollouts in 2020. Um, The team is coming together. Just a setup, y'all. special for y'all. Just a setup. That's all it is. It's okay. We won't fake you guys out like Tyler, the creator, did. Next up, our (sighs) Christmas episode. See y'all then. Ooh, Christmas.